All right, welcome to another Ember Weekend. I'm Jonathan Jackson. And I'm Chase McCarthy. And we are uh, Ember Weekend, and we're going to talk about news stuff. Uh, I am actually uh, broadcasting this time from the like now snow-covered uh, Providence, Rhode Island. And Chase is out in uh, Texas. It's uh, nice and warm here. Raining a little bit. But, you know, I, there's no frost giants. No frost giants, yeah. I mean, that's boring, really. Like, there's no wampas. What, what, what the heck's going on, man? Right. You stay warm, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's uh, what's the temperature on the inside of a tauntaun? <laughs> lukewarm? Yeah, it's pretty good. Anyways, this is episode 94, and uh, we got a lot of really cool stuff to talk about, so let's just dive in. I, I think I said J- let's jive, jive in. in. Yeah. Let's jive in. Let's dive in. Just <laughs> <laughs> So the first thing we're going to talk about is that uh, with EmberConf coming up, we want to talk a little bit about what's going on. Uh, Chase and I are going, and there's a lot of really cool stuff going on. Uh, yeah, there's a, the Contributor Workshop, which if you've attended the one at Wicked Good Ember, uh, it's, it's, I think it's going to be similar to that, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, so there's actually... Um, there, there, there was one last EmberConf as well, uh, and it's actually put on by my company, so 201 Created. So I'm actually going to be, uh, I'm, I'm working on organizing it, and I'm going to be there along with uh, a lot of other people to help uh, uh, with people's first contributions to Ember, or hopefully their first contributions to Ember. And it's, uh, it's pretty fun. It's usually like um, mainly about giving the tools to uh, tackle approachable issues. So we want to like find issues that are are good for new contributors from uh, things in the Ember ecosystem. So like uh, Ember data, um, Ember itself, Ember CLI, etc. And uh, and try to put them all in one place so it's really easy for people to um, approach and get started. And then if you get blocked, you have uh, help from people who are experienced in the open source space uh, to help unblock you. So um, it's a really cool thing. And then at the end, we do like a live coding review with uh, somebody from core uh, who will help uh, like review code and you know merge PRs if uh, if that's possible and you know go from there so it's a it's a really fun thing I really enjoy it and uh, then there's also um, I think I'm doing the mentorship program this year so that's a really cool thing that uh, EmberConf does for uh, for people who need some guidance uh, for maybe their first conference or maybe their first Ember conference and uh, it's gonna be really fun as well yeah, and we had uh, some friends do the mentorship program, and basically it just gives you, you know, another person in the group. They'll have like an immediate, like instant friend. Yeah. The the last time, um, it was actually uh, a local, so the the person knew the area, was able to like tell us where to go for good food and everything. So it was actually a, a really good help for our group. Yeah, it was like a symbiotic relationship. It was really awesome. Like they knew the space, and we knew like some member people, and we all kind of got together and had a really good time. So I'm doing that again, and uh, and it's going to be really fun. And uh, we wanted to bring attention to uh, the fact that there is a uh, an EmberConf uh, community Slack channel that you should join if you're planning on attending EmberConf. Uh, that's where uh, people are, you know, organizing group activities outside of the conference, maybe dinner or lunch, trying to people trying to connect with one another uh, before we all head out there, so that you know once we get there, we actually kind of have a little little bit of a plan of attack. Um, and it's uh, the the channel name is conf c-o-n-f dash emberconf and uh that's uh i think that's part of the new naming the naming structure for slack new it's like months old now but uh conf uh, prefix dash the name of the conf so so check that out and uh yeah um we're we're in there so if you want to ping us um but anyways emberconf's gonna be awesome 
All right, next we want to talk about a add-on that utilizes Apollo Client. Um, and if you don't know what that is, it, it has something to do with GraphQL. Something to do with GraphQL. <laughs> we saw a, uh, a friend of ours speak about this at a meetup, and this basically integrates that with Ember, so it's Ember Apollo Client. And this gives you a syntax that's very similar to how you do integration tests, how you do the, um, what are those called, template, template helpers? or Yeah, template something strings. Template strings, yeah. Yeah, so it's just like in an integration test when you do an HBS and then your template string. Uh, you can use that form and write an actual GraphQL uh, query inside of uh, your, you know, JavaScript code, uh, and you know, execute it. So if you're if you're using uh, GraphQL, this might be something you want to check out. Yeah, definitely. And this is actually really cool um, for a couple reasons. Uh, not only does it kind of make this like kind of look a little prettier than other implementations I've seen. It also has like a really good readme to kind of describe how you use it inside of an Ember app, like a typical use case. And then it also covers mutations, which when when our friend gave the talk at um, at this conference uh, or meetup rather, one of the things that was kind of left out or whatever was was mutations because it's a little bit trickier. And uh, seeing some actual real world examples of the mutation side of things is really neat. And it also does like uh, what are they called snippets or not snippets? It's uh... you can do interpolation. You can do you can give it parameters uh and you can parameterize those things into fragments the, uh, into yeah the it's called yeah it's called fragments they do fragments as well so you can actually like do the do the whole thing graphql style um so graphql is kind of a neat concept i think it could theoretically be really good i would hate to be a back-end engineer like designing that endpoint uh and trying to optimize it for speed but um it definitely makes some things really really uh, clean. I, I feel like it has a lot of implications in like the iOS side of things as well. Yeah, I think one of the big things about this was that uh, mobile devices, you know, getting these large payloads with things they may not even ever look at. Um, it's uh, it'd be much better if the device could say, I, I only want these fields. Um, and it get, kind of gives the power to the front end developer or uh, app developer to specify what fields they are. And they don't have to go to the backend developer and say, can you add this thing to this one query of the thing? Because with, uh, with mobile devices, you end up coming up with a, a ton of custom queries uh, to get just the information you need. Because there's never a, just a plain resource view of something. You always have like, well, this is the dashboard view and I get all of these things with it. And then when you go into this thing, it has a, a list of uh, people and then you know a bunch of pictures and then, you know, and in mobile devices, it's very common to like come up with these complicated serializers just for one page of an app. So yeah, I think I actually misspoke and uh, said iOS, but it's actually good for you know mobile web in general. So uh, well, mobile in general, uh, web, mobile, Android, and iOS. So uh, it's really neat. Uh, definitely uh, check it out. I think this is a really cool implementation. It's another point of you know for for the add-on ecosystem, which is a super strong thing in Ember that you know are able to pull in things like this pretty easily. Yeah, check it out. Give it a give it a whirl. We'll make sure to have a link to it. So Ember CLI uh, 2.12 beta 2 uh, removes the like Bower JSON being generated at all. I think I, I started a 2.12 app uh, beta 0, beta 1. Uh, I don't know if they do a beta 0, actually. Whatever the first beta was. Uh, and then when I did that, it created a Bower JSON file that was empty. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Um, and now it looks like it doesn't do it at all. And it only builds the Bower JSON when you install something that requires it. So, so that, this this means then that Ember has become, uh, or at least a node module, maybe not an add-on. Yeah, absolutely. I actually think that happened in like two eleven or something like that. I don't I don't know exactly when it happened, but yeah, it switched from being a Bower package to being an npm package called Ember dash source, 
and you can go there and you can see all the stuff and it actually is an npm registry uh it's a i i think it's kind of like this massive undertaking maybe we even covered it like briefly on ember weekend i always hate when like we've covered something and then we like rediscover it and we're like oh it's so cool it's exciting and then like later i'll hear the episode and somebody be like hey you know you already talked about that in this other episode um <laughs> But yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's super cool and it's really neat to to basically see the entire Ember CLI project and you know Ember itself kind of moving away from uh, needing Bower and kind of unifying around NPM, which I think is a really good thing because I've I've had some pain with Bower. I think everyone's had a little bit of pain with Bower, so it's good to see uh, this this transition. And I really dig that it's just like this huge tada where like it's like ember cli when you do ember new you're not going to get a bower json file which is super neat well uh, i'm looking at this i'm looking at the package json now and it actually uh, ember itself is listed and it has a keyword ember add-on it looks like ember is completely uh converted to an add-on now yeah which yeah, i think it, it would have had to be right yeah to, for it to work yeah definitely i mean it's always used uh, i think well not always it since ember cli has existed ember's build pipeline was written in ember cli so Ember CLI was already intrinsically kind of baked into the build process for Ember. So like creating the big Ember.js files that went into a Bower repository before, that was done with Ember CLI through some really awesome broccoli work to get all of that stuff working. But uh, yeah, now it looks like it's an add-on. So that's pretty sweet. And yeah, and this actually dovetails into what we were talking about uh, maybe last week or a couple weeks ago, where we uh, shared the article about how to write an add-on that utilizes a node module. Um, because you're not going to be reaching into the Bower, uh, the Bower components um, directory and pulling out your, the JavaScript and putting it in your vendor, uh, like uh, app import or whatever. Um, you're going to be doing this other hook where you have to do some massaging to get it out of the NPM uh, module and into uh, the same location. So um, there's a really good article on that, and we'll be sure to link to that that episode so that you can hear a little bit more detail about that. But but this is cool. The big hooray here is uh, no more Bower JSON. So if you've ever tried to do uh, node debugging, yeah, you know it's way different from how easy it is to debug uh, like JavaScript running in Chrome, and that is not the case anymore. Uh, node itself actually has an, a dash dash inspect flag, which is apparently all the way back in the LTS, which is six, maybe earlier than that. Uh, but the, if you want to check this out, look at the documentation. It's uh, it's on nodejs.org uh, API debugger. Um, and there's a there's a flag you can pass in that will basically give you a URL to a uh, a Chrome debugger window, and you just put that in your browser, and it'll open up the inspector, and now it will you can stop on breakpoints and debug your uh, your Node code inside of Chrome, uh, which which is where we're all kind of used to doing that. And if you've ever used uh, what was that other tool that tried to do Node debugging? Yeah, it was called the Node Inspector. Yeah, Node Inspector, and that was. Just, oh, I mean, it kind of had the same idea as trying to use the Chrome debugging tools, but the yeah. the socket it opened would always like mess up and, you know, you'd have to end up killing it and just, it kind of never seemed to work. Um, mm-hmm. the, this, this is going to be uh, more solid, right? Cause it's baked into node itself. Right. So. It's, ba- it's baked into node itself. So basically you say, you know, run with the dash dash inspect flag, and then it gives you a Chrome internal link that you paste into your, your, um, your browser, which I want to be able to command click. But you can't command click an iTerm because it doesn't recognize um, Chrome dash internal slash slash or colon slash slash as a URL, uh, which is a little frustrating. Um, I suspect that there's probably some configuration. I'm gonna find that out and and we'll we'll get back to it. But but yeah, and then and then you have a connected uh, thing 
that you can start using the Chrome debug tools to like you like you're familiar with, like you use all the time. Um, but now you're in Node land, which is super super nice. Um, right, I think so yeah. at, at Soember I used. Uh, I actually recommended people use VS Code for this exact reason because the VS Code debugging tools are really good. Um, but this basically says, okay, you know, the, the VS Code ones are really good if you're using VS Code, but use the ones that you're using all the time for your web development and just use the same thing. Yeah, and this would be really helpful for things like uh, if you have a script that runs in the build process, like we do for to generate the RSS feed, um, or if you're wanting to debug kind of uh, the Ember build scripts, like or the Ember CLI build file. Or if uh, Fastboot uh, would be a good a good use case for this. Uh, if you want to debug into the Fastboot server uh, as you're hosting it in development. Um, yep. So yeah, yep. there's tons of uses for this. Yeah, and uh, and there is uh, unsurprisingly there is an Ember Map article or video rather uh, that kind of discusses this in more depth, and it uses uh, debug or debugging an add-on as its example because you're you know and add-ons are usually running in Node land because you're modifying the build pipeline, so it's a it's a really great uh, use case to start debugging that way, and they do this like top-level view into the inspect flag and how to use it. They actually reference uh, so you actually need to give a, a full path uh, to your Ember binary to the or no debug dash dash inspect thing, but you can actually do um, dollar sign open parentheses which ember close parentheses and that will give you the full path of your of your uh, ember uh, binary which I believe the default ember that gets installed globally looks into the local uh, ember first so if you do that you end up with a smaller like basically copy copy and pasteable uh, link instead of having to type out the full path but it's super uh, super nice as I have come to expect from ember map so I definitely recommend checking out that video and uh, honestly, I'm really, really excited about this because I've had such pain debugging Node in the past. Uh, like using the the command line debugger is what I used to use because it was more reliable than Node Inspector. And like it truncates strings, so you actually have to use the file system to print out strings longer than like a certain number of characters. It's like it, it's so tedious. Right, and that way you have to drop into to an interpolate or what do they call it? like from the a repl, yeah, and, yeah. yeah the, to drop into the repl, you have to do a thing and then to use another key combination to get out of it, and it's just so clunky this is this is yeah. way better which which i always 100 percent of the time i'll start typing like i want to inspect a variable right and normally you'd have like your your context variables like the the variables that are defined in your current context on the you know on the panel in the chrome inspector well you have to actually like type that out in the cli but i would always type start typing out what i want to see uh before i jumped into the REPL, and it's like that's not a command it's like I would I wanted a REPL just put me into the th oh, oh it's it's frustrating. Uh, I understand why they do it, um, and, but this is a huge huge win, and I'm really excited uh, about using it um, for my debugging stuff in the future. So um, yeah, be sure to take a look at this. All right, so that's all we have for this week. Catch us next week. Uh, we'll be back with uh, more Imper stuff and probably talking about a conference still. Probably. <laughs> yeah, there's so much going on. Uh, I really want to go through like a list of like all the activities. Like that would be, I think, super useful. So as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Ember Weekend, uh, or you can subscribe to our feed. That's emberweekend.com slash feed.xml. Uh, maybe look for us on iTunes. I doubt we're there. <laughs> and we came really close though. We came. We, we got rid of all but two bu two bugs. So now we just gotta keep keep on you know you know going going at it. We we have no idea what the solution is, but it validates and then uh, it's submits and then iTunes gives us an email saying it didn't validate but it just did uh, and the validator we think they're using has a problem with using HTTPS images it has to use HTTP because the spec says so so we're gonna try that I don't know might work <laughs> we'll, we'll keep trying so thanks for listening I'm Chase McCarthy and I'm Jonathan Jackson 
and we'll see you next week.